0: Welcome to the Optimal U podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ursfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode six of the Ursfeld Pharmacy Optimal U podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ersfeld. Uh, our goal with this podcast is to have a visit with providers in our areas. And in this instance, a little bit beyond that, That provides services that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. Today's guest is Dr. Tanya Loken, Um, but before we get into the conversation, Dr. Loken, um, we're going to start with our little uh, disclaimer and that, uh, you know, this podcast provides general information and discussion about health and related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. So good. Got that out of the way. Um, so just a little bit of a background um, that I'm going to share with you about uh, Dr. Tanya, and then she's going to fill in uh, the gaps of that. So Dr. Tanya is a naturopathic doctor, certified nurse, family nurse practitioner and order, owner of Lagome Wellness Clinic. And legome is a Swedish adverb meaning neither excessive nor sparse, but looking, feeling, and beginning perfect balance. I like that. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your healthcare journey and where you started and where you're going and what's happening.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. You probably don't know this, but I love things like this. So I can't wait to reach your listeners and just uh, have an awesome conversation. so again, I appreciate you having me on. So yeah, I, um, I'm a family nurse practitioner, naturopathic doctor, and I always say naturopathic doctor first, uh, because I really strive to treat my patients from a naturopathic philosophy first. Um, and if you don't know, we have a hierarchy of treatment protocol, if you will. I don't like to call it a protocol necessary, but a, a hierarchy of intervention. And I always try to strive to do that first over prescribing a pharmaceutical, of course, or uh, a surgery, which unfortunately, you know, you're my resident pharmacist here. So I hate to say that I don't send them to you first, but I try not to. So, yeah. um,
0: so I, I noticed I, uh, in reading your bio that you've got a degree in nutrition from UND. So tell me... Well, What was that kind of the start of where you uh, got going with, with your healthcare
1: journey? You know, that was probably the start, uh, growing up as a little girl, I remember putting band-aids on Barbie doll legs, telling my family that I wanted to be a doctor. And that was all I knew. I just knew that I wanted to be a doctor. And, uh, funny enough, I ended up shadowing a lot of doctors, so dentists, chiropractors, medical doctors and I found that I really didn't like blood or at least if I was the one watching <laughs> had lots of shadowing experiences where I passed out in doctor's offices where they were doing procedures so I knew that probably wasn't going to be my my route um but I didn't really know what to major in I knew I liked nutrition and kind of fell into that nutrition dietetics degree at und and realized that I actually really loved nutrition but even more than that, I really love testing the boundaries of what I've been taught. So of course, right. I learned food, food pyramid, right. I learned, you know, eat your carbs. Don't worry about the bread and the pastas and, you know, it's okay. Everything in moderation. Right. And I'm the squeaky wheel in the back going, but what about genetically modified food? Right. And that was like, when things were first starting to come out in the early two thousands and my professors were like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, and I was the one who was saying, well, stop drinking dairy. It's bad for you. And, you know, of course that's not on the food pyramid at all. So but needless to say, I was always a bit of an outcast in my nutrition journey.
0: <laughs> that's, that's great. You know, I, I think about, um, with the knowledge base I have now, and if I had to be back in pharmacy school and the questions that I would ask and challenge now, would be like I. I don't think I would be looked upon um, very kindly. I don't think by my professors. So, no, nope. no. Nope. Um, that's a, That's kind of nice that you've got that uh, nutrition background because that's going to dovetail in highly with I imagine your your naturopath and NP info. Um, I don't know if you remember the first time we met. I think was at a Great Lakes conference, mm-hmm. probably five or six years ago. I think maybe. And Maybe I,
1: in like 16.
0: Yeah, that would be about right. Yep. Yeah. I remember that that point you had, um, you were kind of looking at just starting, I think, getting your, your NP, your uh, nurse practitioner degree. Is that kind of when you started that process? Yep. Yeah, I, I, and you know, I think listeners probably don't know one of the things in our state with naturopaths, and I'm going to have you elaborate a little bit more about the naturopathic way and whatnot, is that, that you don't have prescriptive authority in our state, which is um, kind of a maddening thing for, for all of you. And I can see your frustration. I've, I've helped um, with some testimony with legislature on that as well. But, um, Not having that prescriptive authority, was that the driving factor to kind of going out and getting the the NP degree so that you could prescribe?
1: Absolutely. So getting my NP degree not only allows me to prescribe, but also helps me take on a different role with patients and be primary care for them. Uh, So I find a lot of patients, you know, didn't have primary care. There was no one really managing their day to day medical care if they needed it. They would go to the walk-in, they saw someone that they didn't really like or know or care to go see. Uh, And I found that there's a big gap in what I could offer them versus what their medical doctor or other provider was offering them. And I wanted to be able to help bridge that gap by, you know, offering acute visits, being able to prescribe if needed, being able to de-prescribe if needed. Um, And that was really the biggest, the biggest driving force there for sure.
0: Okay. So you you mentioned uh, you got your your uh, naturopath degree from the National University of Natural Medicine. I wasn't familiar with that school out in Portland. Um, yep. You you also mentioned the hierarchy of treatment. I think I think for a lot of probably for a lot of our listeners, we we would might not know really what is what is the difference between a naturopath and a conventional practitioner. Can you kind of explain that?
1: Absolutely. So upon entering naturopathic medical school, we had to have all of those same basic sciences that a lot of (laughs) medical doctor schools require, right? So basic science, like anatomy, physiology, cell biology, um, physics, and those other prerequisite courses in order to get into school. After that, we took, that graduate course of all of those courses, which then gave us a really great basic science background to be able to understand how cells in the body work, how biochemistry works and how our body utilizes things like nutrition, herbs, supplements, how it metabolizes pharmaceuticals and what the disease process looks like. So I find that my knowledge in biochemistry and physiology is way more than I ever thought it was going to be, first of all. but I think that definitely sets us apart because we focus so much on how the body works and how to restore normal physiology beyond that, though, that hierarchy really, I think sets us apart in that we try to find the least invasive intervention first. So least inter- intervention would be what's causing the disease process in the first place. Right. Um, for example, yesterday I had a patient come in with a chemical burn. Okay like let's remove the chemicals first, right? <laughs> like let's get them out of the environment that's causing them to be sick first. That might be the chemical burn. That might be the moldy environment. That might be the toxic relationship, right? But we're trying to get them out of the environment that's making them sick. And then we move up that hierarchy and we think about diet. We think about lifestyle stuff. So what are you eating? How is your body metabolizing it? What, uh, what else are you putting in your body to fuel it? And then are you moving? Do you have exercise, right? Are you sleeping well? Are you drinking enough? All of those things go into that kind of next tier. And then there can be things like herbs and supplementation that help support physiology to get out of the spot that it's in. And then we look at things like pharmaceuticals, right? The next layer. Um, And then the final layer, of course, is surgery. And so we, we really try to, you know, focus on those lower levels of that intervention scale first, because not only do they have the least side effect, but they also seem to make the biggest difference in people, uh, the quickest, and we can make change really quickly, move them out of that disease process, and then continue supporting their body to avoid whatever is is going on, whether it's hot flashes or GI concerns or, um, you know, you name it, headaches.
0: Oh. Yeah, you know, you look at um, just diet and lifestyle modifications. How how significant they can uh, significant of an impact they can have on a person. It's just in pretty incredible. But you know, I think in our also the flip side of that in our our today day and age, um, people want results fast. So those results aren't always the fastest but they can have some of the most significant impact on, on patients. So, so your clinic, so how did you come up with Legome? Is, your, is that correct pronunciation? I tried to find that.
1: Yeah, people say Legom. people say Legome, people say legome. Um, But, you know, I, we, we did a little bit of a rebrand, and I wanted something that was kind of encompassing of my philosophy, Right. So as a naturopath, even as a nurse practitioner, I kind of take that middle road of let's just make everything in balance, not enough, not too little. And, and let's, you know, I don't like extremes, right. Even when it comes to diet, pharmaceuticals, supplements, whatever it is, I don't really like that. It's all or nothing (laughs) approach. And so let's find a way that we can live our life in balance because we know that if we go one way or the other, it's not sustainable. Uh, People fall off the wagon, their health suffers, their, you know, whatever suffers because they've gone to one extreme or the other. Um, And so I thought it was really fitting to, for, for a clinic name um, and then also encompassing for other therapies that we offer, not just, you know, naturopathic clinic Fargo. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so other, other, um, treatment modalities that you, that you offer, I I noticed that you have some IV nutrition that you offer and colon hydrotherapy. Um, can you explain to the listeners a little bit what that, that might be without, uh, you know, freaking about too much colon hydrotherapy that just, I I don't know what that's going to, you're going to tell me about that.
1: Oh my gosh, Steve, you know what? Um, Everybody loves colon hydrotherapy. We have people driving. um, I think our furthest patient drives from four hours away to get colon hydrotherapy. Wow. Yeah. So it's actually a fairly comfortable process. I have a nurse uh, who does our colon hydrotherapy and the whole benefit of it is to soak the stuck on stool that's in the large intestine and help release it and get a bit of a clean start. Um, everybody has about nine pounds of impacted fecal material in their colon, which is, I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> disgusting to even think about. Um, but from a naturopathic perspective, that stool that's stuck there has bacteria, it has waste, it has just toxins that are hanging out, being reabsorbed into your bloodstream constantly. My favorite analogy is like, listen, if you put your garbage in your dumpster out in a hundred degree day and left it there for a week and opened the lid what would it smell like well that's what's happening to your colon if it's not being constantly cleansed like if you're not having a bowel movement every day and Mm -hmm. then colon hydrotherapy goes one more step further and it soaks that stuck on stool to release it and help uh, people feel better they have uh less headaches they have less pain they feel less bloated Um, and their bowel movements become much more regular usually. And it seems like a very relaxing therapy uh, because you're with my technician or my nurse for an hour almost. And she's doing some gentle belly massage while she uh, lets the colon fill up with very comfortable 100 degree water. And mm. then everything exits through a tube that's very clean and sanitary and it doesn't smell, which is always the question I get. Is, mm. is this gonna be smelly? Uh, and people leave going, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I came in. I can't believe I was nervous for this. Um, when can I come back?
0: Wow. So, so for a person that is, uh, has regular bowel movements, is this something that, that they would even do or is it for everybody or is it more, more for the constipated patient that maybe has a bowel movement every couple of days or so?
1: No, we have patients who come in who are very regular, who want to lose a couple pounds, feel less bloated, feel less uh, fatigued and sluggish. Uh, they might not know that their GI system is a little bit off, right? A lot of people think that their GI is normal and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they feel more mental clarity, right? Because as we know, the brain and the gut talk more than any two systems in our body. So if we can get a clean gut, our brain seems to improve a little bit. Um And also it's just a really great cleansing process, just like doing, you know, fasting on a quarterly basis or a detox program on a regular basis. This would fit in with those types of things that people are doing.
0: Um, So solutions that you use, I know that there are, you know, coffee enemas. Um, What type of um, products do you use or is it mainly water or what, what are you using? Yeah, so this is triple filtered
1: water. Uh, and so it goes through three different filtration systems to make sure that everything is hundred percent clean and sanitary and there's nothing, you know, no chlorine or chemicals in the water that we're putting into you. Cause of course your colon does absorb some of that water. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't use coffee. Uh, we, we do have the opportunity to use coffee at the end, uh, but we don't usually do that. Okay. Coffee enemas only get to the first seven to eight inches of the colon, whereas with colon hydrotherapy, because it is under pressure, we are able to get almost all the way over to that ileocecal valve, which is on the opposite side of the colon.
0: Wow. I did, that I did not know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. How about um, IV nutrition? What, what are you doing there that is uh, rather unique and kind of uh, different than people might not,
1: not know about? IV nutrition is so awesome because we get to bypass the gut, right? So like you said, oh, what if I have normal bowel movements? Well, yeah, your gut might not be as healthy healthy as you think it is. So from a nutrient perspective, we absorb almost 100% of the nutrients we put into our veins versus about 50% of what we're putting into our mouth, maybe even less, right? So we have the opportunity to get a ton of nutrients, a ton of hydration all at once, uh, whether it's B vitamins or other forms of uh, minerals or we've also been doing high dose vitamin c which is really great for skin it's great for infections it's great for um just overall immune function especially with all of the things that have been going on My um, mm-hmm. chemical burn patient actually he's pretty prone to uh cysts and infections like almost like welts kind of, and he actually has been doing some high dose vitamin C, which is completely taking care of those without antibiotics. So yeah. we've been using it for that kind of a therapy too. Um, and also just, you know, this isn't as common, but people will go out for the weekend and have too many drinks. And they'll come in on Monday morning for a hydration IV with an extra boost in nutrition and uh, get their brain functioning a little bit better for the rest of the week
0: get them turned around quicker
1: (laughs) yes absolutely oh
0: i wish i had that back in the day i don't you know i i I don't imbibe like maybe i used to as a as a youngster but that would have been that would have been really handy holy cow
1: absolutely
0: so one of the one of the questions um i was kind of talking to my daughter this morning uh, she was on her way to work she lives down in the cities and telling her about podcast and she said Hey, I got a good question that you could ask her. And it was, uh, the question is, if someone made one change to improve their health today, what change would you recommend?
1: I hate to, I hate to go back to it, Steve, but nutrition. Um, there is, you know, I, I tell patients, and I'm usually very, very upfront with them. Uh, you cannot out supplement a crappy diet. You just can't do it. You can, you also can't out exercise a crappy diet, right? If you're going to McDonald's every day, like I can throw all the supplements and herbs at you that I want. Your hormones are still a mess. Your gut is still a mess. Your brain is still a mess. And you're still in pain because you're so inflamed. And, you know, the progress that we're making is just not going to be the same as if we at least start some dietary change and intervention. I would say that 90% of my hormone patients who come in we work on their diet as a starting point mm-hmm. as well as the rest of it, because if we don't uh, it takes so much longer to fix and figure out uh, patients see much slower progress, of course. And they get frustrated, right? Cause they're like, Oh, I'm taking 27 supplements and I, nothing's happening. I'm like, well, it's cause you're still eating pizza every night. Like, like I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, And yeah, so along with diet, I would also say water. So if we had to clump them together, you you have to drink water. I mean, it's the way your cells take a shower. So if you thought about not showering for six months because all you drink is pop, like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Like there, (laughs) there is just nothing I can do to help your cells get healthier if you're not drinking any water.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you made that comment in our in the pharmacy world. I like to use that phrase, you can't out drug a poor diet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, the whole water thing, I think is super critical as well. We you know, we've um, I, about eight years ago, I installed a whole house water filter in our our home. So you know, not only are we Drinking filtered water, but we're bathing and showering in you know non chlorinated water, which I think is you know people don't really think about that. You know you're pouring chemicals from the water that you're that you're bathing uh-huh. and showering in. So yeah, yep. so that would be um, another thing to to consider. So so another kind of a question that you know you do offer some rather unique services, um, but if you had unlimited budget or resources and could do whatever you wanted to, Uh, what service would be like something that you would like want to offer to your patients that you're not currently offering It would be like, you know, unlimited amount of
1: money that you had to do that. (laughs) You know, I wish I had something really fancy and fun to tell you, Uh, (laughs) but I would love, absolutely love to have a teaching kitchen. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, stations for everybody to cook at um, like, food network style, right? Being up at the front, being able to help walk them through. Um, Cause like I said, food is medicine, right? Um, and we didn't talk about it earlier, but while I was in naturopathic medical school, I also got my master's in whole food nutrition. So that was a huge part of our degree, not only the naturopathic degree, but also my separate master's degree. Um, and I worked with a, a, A program called ECHO, which became FAME, so Ending Childhood Obesity became Food as Medicine Every Day, and we taught nutrition and cooking courses to whoever wanted to come, Um, and the amount of diabetes that we reversed, the amount of medications that we got people off of strictly solely from that 12-week cooking course was more than any red yeast rice, more than any, you know, supplement that I could ever throw out to someone. But I also was able to teach them how to bring that back to their house and continue that for themselves and their children. And that would just be super exciting for me. Like I said, not super flashy and fun. However, I think it's of a, a keystone to health and nutrition uh, and longevity in general is diet.
0: Wow. That says a lot for um, your passion about uh, getting people to eat, right? I mean, that, you know, to have that as your your unlimited resource that you could do that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, think, I think Dr. Lanchvier in the last podcast said he would like, like uh, a brain scanner or something like that. Um, so, yeah, but I could see, you know, it'd be like uh, having uh, a, like a home ec room. I mean, that home ec room is basically what, what you would be, be having in your, in your facility. Wow. Be interesting to find out if you could uh, get, get, like funding or resources or grants or something like that to make that happen because that is such a huge trickle down effect to the community so
1: it's amazing how many times I see you know even in undergrad we taught at local schools and we'd ask kids like what is this fruit or what is this vegetable and a lot of times kids didn't know what it was They didn't know what the whole food looked like because it had always been served to them from a can or from a box or a carton. Uh, And that is scary. That is absolutely frightening to me. And so, you know, it was just like, how can I make an impact, especially for these kiddos who I see in my practice, who they're starting their life off obese and with all these health concerns and they have no idea what's ahead of them and their parents have no resources to help them. Uh, And that is just, a huge passion of mine is helping families and kiddos eat better to fuel their bodies. Because if you have extra energy, you just, you get to do so many more things.
0: Oh, totally. You know, I, I have, um, I'm a grand, I'm a grandparent one time, Yay! one on a way you're, uh, you've got three children of your own. So I imagine, um, you cooking with them has got to be a, a fun experience. Um, but my, my granddaughter, so my daughter and her husband are, are, um, doing their best to limit sugar in the first three years of her, uh, childhood. So she's one, about one and a half, not quite one and a half, but so she hasn't, she's been exposed to sugar a couple of times, not natural from fruit and things like that, but strictly, uh, you know, a donut or things like that. And, um, she has not had an ear infection the the whole time, which is pretty amazing. And I think the seed was planted a while back when I, I think I was reading something about, you know, if you don't give your kids sugar in the first three years, how they, they start off their life way better. They tend to be, um, I don't know, maybe more bright, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But they've kind of adhered to that, that uh, thought process and um, continue to do that. So, your take on that is that kind of, what do you, how are you handling your children and what do you do? How do you, how do you cook with them and feed
1: them? You know, we, uh, we absolutely tried to do that with my first. Number two has had a little less of an experience, unfortunately. Um, he's a little bit pickier of an eater, but we still do, you know, very low to no sugar, uh, try to do whole foods as much as possible. Uh, you know, there is the occasional Chick-fil-A in there, uh, but we usually get fruit with it. Um, you know, my kids will eat salad. They like broccoli. They eat all of those things. Uh, I don't think my oldest had anything processed until he was two. That wasn't whole food. Um, no sugar. I made his first birthday cake out of coconut flour uh, and honey. Um, so I was a little I was a little obsessive. We've been a little more lax uh, with our second. However, neither of my children have ever been on an antibiotic. they've never had an ear infection. Um, they've never had any medical intervention at all. And so you know, whether that's diet, whether that's lifestyle, whether that's chiropractic care, whether that's naturopathic care, but either way we, we've stayed off of that medical train as much as possible.
0: That's awesome. That's incredible. So um, anything else you want to share about your practice, your philosophy before we uh, kind of wrap
1: things up a little bit? I think the, you know, the one thing that I, I think sets me apart a little bit more from other state nurse practitioners or other uh, providers yesterday, for example, I had a patient come in who was like, I am done with the conventional medical system. And uh, I don't like to hear that because, you know, sometimes I got to send people other places besides my office. But he came in, we had a great conversation and he, he left and I was like, gosh, I hope that went okay. Right. He always, he always hope that you make a good impression on those new patients. Um, turns out I made such an impression on him that he went and told his coworker that he's never going back to mainstream medicine. Um, he's referring all of his friends and his wife already made an appointment. Um, and I don't think that that's because I'm the best provider. I'm not, I'm not the smartest provider. I'm not, you know, like I don't claim or pretend to be any of those things. However, what I do like to do is I like to listen. I like to make sure that people are heard and cared for and that I'm not the dictator in their relationship in this relationship of, of medical care. I'm there to help them along their journey and whatever they need help with. Um, That might be a pharmaceutical, that might be dietary intervention, that might be compounded hormones. Like I don't know what that's going to be for them, um, but I don't always know what's best for that patient. They might have an idea coming in. And I think that is unique to our medical system in the, you know, one pill for every ill system that we've got going on. Um, And so I, I like to, you know, continue that relationship with patients in that manner versus a dictatorship. So.
0: So how, that's great. I love that. That's great. The example of, uh, your patient care. And I do think that people just want attention and they need to be heard. And if you let them talk, you know, that just, they're just amazed by that. So, um, so, uh, I think as we, um, last thing I want to do is find out how, how would patients reach you if they wanted to make an appointment with you, we, you know, in North Dakota, I think, are your licensed in North Dakota and Minnesota. Yep. So patients from those areas can do virtual visits with you. I'm assuming. Yep. So how, how would they reach you? Um, if they wanted to, uh, see you and, um, schedule an appointment.
1: The best way for them to reach us is to either call the office, which is on our website. uh, And our website is just lagomwellnessclinic.com. They can go there. They can request an appointment with either myself or our other nurse practitioner here. Her name is Megan. She sees pediatric patients only. um, So they can see myself or her and they can request an appointment through that system or they can call our office and schedule an appointment that way. All right,
0: And your website is lagom, L-A-G-O-M.com?
1: Uh, lagomwellnessclinic.com.
0: Okay. Lagomwellnessclinic.com. Awesome. Uh, so uh, just to kind of wrap things up, if you've, if you've listened to the podcast thus far, uh, your reward is going to be a 25% off a supplement of your choice, but you just have to mention Dr. Loken podcast to uh, my staff, whether you call in an order or come in person. So thank you for listening. Um, if, you've, if you've made it all the way through, and that, that would be your, your reward for that. Um, Dr. Loken been a pleasure. This has been a lot of fun. You're, you're a great guest and um, I look forward to working with you in the future and uh, continuing our relationship, even though we are 300 miles away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate uh, having you in our, in our corner here. All right. Take care.
0: As always be vigilant about your health.